Welcome to Goals and Shit, the podcast where we explore identity, ego, the struggle, and success. I know that sounds heavy, but it's also funny as hell. So join us as we maneuver through life and its challenges. Welcome to Goals and Shit. I am Alexandria Collins. I'm Essie Amor. And this is Felicia. <laughs> and today we're talking about transitions, um, specifically moving uh, and, and changing scenery. So all of us have come from somewhere else to move to Los Angeles. And that has been a journey for all of us. And I know it's specific and different for each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for anyone out there who's kind of like curious about LA or maybe you live here and you're just like, girl, I feel the same way. <laughs> you know, we just want to talk about what it means to pick up your life and move. Like, yeah. What the hell possesses someone to do that? How <laughs> crazy do you have to be to move cross country to LA? That yeah. is what this is about to be about. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize like, I when I talk to my family, everyone is pretty much stayed in Tallahassee and a mm-hmm. lot of other friends seem to stay on the East Coast. And, you know, I don't I didn't think about it as being a big deal to mm-hmm. just pick up and move, but they're like, Oh my god, like you just moved twice. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> from Tallahassee to New York and then from New York right. to LA. And right. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess that's what your friends sound like. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, but it is true. Um, I also believe it's just the type of person that you are, you know, yeah. because I move around a lot and, you know, I feel like I don't have a lot of baggage to like keep me in one city. Okay. Yeah. You know, just change. <laughs> I know, it's the truth. It's the truth. Some people would love to move to LA, but they can't because they probably have this job or they have this kid or they have this relationship that's not letting them leave. Right. You know? Or can't come with them. Or can't come yeah. with them. So now it's just kind of like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, but moving to LA, honestly, I didn't even think I was going to be in LA last year. Wow. Like, that was not on my new year's plan like okay this year you put on the vision board okay, and that wasn't on the vision board <laughs> <laughs> i remember um, when you came out here yes, it surprised me yes yeah, so i mm-hmm. so okay so this is what happened i came to la <laughs> what happened was what happened was came to la um on the whim mm-hmm. a friend of mine was like you've got to come out to la because i was in atlanta Mm-hmm. So I started my professional career in America, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then he moved to LA. And he's like, if you want to be a producer, if you really want to do this thing, you got to go to LA. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let me go to LA. Mm-hmm. Now Alex moved to LA, I believe, like a year before I came to visit her, and yeah. I was like, I love surprises. That's one thing about me. I love a good surprise. <laughs> and so I called um um one of her good friends. Yeah. And want to say it. <laughs> And I was like, yo, I want to surprise Alex. And so Alex was at the restaurant with him and we literally planned the whole thing out. I think we planned it like five days before I went to LA. Mm -hmm. And then I just walked in and Alex freaked the heck out. Yes. All these old people were in the restaurant. Like, yeah. What's happening? <laughs> what is that? He's like, two black girls. Like, <laughs> and like, it took Alex like a while to process everything. Because, yes. I mean, like, literally, last thing she knew, I was in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. I would you know? never guess that you were going to come. I, that, <laughs> and, and to this day, I'm like, I, 
I like surprises too. I don't get them enough. What are people need to surprise me? <laughs> good surprises though. Good surprises. Good. Don't scare me. You got time for the crazy one. I love a good like you know just get ready you know right. type thing mm-hmm. when you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. So I do yeah. not like surprises. So do you not. Don't, you mm-hmm. don't I need to know everything in advance. <laughs> That's what makes you a good producer. I guess. <laughs> Producer, you gotta have them surprised and ready though. Yeah, no, that's why I don't like it because then you gotta you gotta reorient yourself. But anyways, carry on. <laughs> but basically, moved out to LA. I mean, I came to visit um, Alex and everybody, just kind of scoping the place out. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Funny enough, LA reminded me of Florida a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the buildings or what, oh, but trees. Mm-hmm. yeah, but girl from Tallahassee. Well, I mean, we got a couple. Girl, well. But, um, no, but in general, it just reminded me of Florida. And so I went back to Atlanta. I had a great time in L.A. And then it just kind of seemed like everything was falling into place for me to leave Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's the funny thing. And I think in everyone's journey, you have to be really open to see the clues. You know, I think we always brush them off and like, okay, well, this happened, that happened. But sometimes when you look at the bigger picture, it's like, maybe this happened because of that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, I I left my job, the place I was staying in was only a two month lease. Mm -hmm. And it just got to the point, I'm like, what am I doing in Atlanta? Mm -hmm. You know, like, let me go to LA. Now I'm going to put a claim, a disclaimer out here. I am blessed to have parents who were able to financially assist me Mm -hmm. to go to LA. Let's not think I just... (laughs) Just went to LA straight. Um, it probably like a week or two, probably almost like a month process before I actually moved to LA. Um, but I'm still paying my mom and dad back. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's put that out there too. But I was blessed to at least have some type of financial assistance for like the first. I mean, I was trying to stretch before, but I went to two uh, months in LA, and for me, it was just kind of like it was the right move. You know, I just felt like it was time for me to move forward to do what I want to do, and that's produce content. Yeah. For me, I, you know, after college, I worked as, like, a manager at Abercrombie & Fitch for I six months. I surprised you there, too. Oh, yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 transition for me because I have been going to New York over the summer like since high school and uh lived there for a few years and I remember the big aha the reason I wanted to move to LA is like, I always wanted to move to LA but like okay so one day I was on the train from Brooklyn to like Times Square and I remember getting off the train and not remembering how I got there like I don't remember like hopping on and off trains I, I don't remember like people's faces or anything and I was like, oh, wait, you're completely on autopilot right now. Like, I I just felt like I wasn't um, propelling forward in my career. I, I was booking a lot of commercial work and stuff, but, and doing short films and things. But something within me was just like, you need to change location. Now, looking back, I think I needed a change of perspective more than I <laughs> Then a whole location. Then a whole, you know, I, I decided to move here for, yeah, I came here for a summer and then just stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, you know, 
I say that to say like your ish follows you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So if you have an issue with like discipline in one city, just because you move a city does not mean that Hello. your discipline changes. You know right. what I mean? Like you have to work on you mm-hmm. no matter where you are. Anyways, so, but I realized like, oh, well, you're an autopilot. You need to switch. So I decided to come to LA for a couple of months mm-hmm. and just like suss it out. So moved here, stayed on my cousin's couch for like two weeks mm-hmm. and then got a, a place in like a historic Filipino town with these five British rocker guys. And I ended up with all men in oh this like party Lord. house. What? It was it was wild. I mean, they just had people running in and out of the house all the time. They had mm-hmm. a studio, but they were super kind. Mm-hmm. And I never felt disrespected or unsafe. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. But it got to a point where I was like, you don't put down the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to, to move out of there. But, um, yeah, I got here, and I think there was something in me that was hoping that I would have a reason to stay. Mm-hmm. You move to a place, and you're like, well, I'm just going to feel it out. Mm-hmm. But there's a small desire to, like, feel like this is a new home for you. And mm-hmm. I felt like I had enough that like, I was meeting people, and I booked a short, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, there's something here for me. And mm-hmm. I was able to get representation, and my commercial agents from New York were willing to represent me here, too. So I was like, okay. There's something for me here. Um, so, yeah, I decided to stay in L.A. And I'm super thankful for the journey that I've been on. But it's definitely been different than I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. from moving from New York to L.A. And just, like, the culture here, the what the city, the people, mm-hmm. what the city is, is definitely different. It took a lot of adjusting um, slash is taking adjusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my journey. Yeah, I think for me... Um... I graduated college. I was in D.C., graduated college, moved to Atlanta as well. Um, I was interning at um, Turner, and um, I was working in distribution, kind of like, you know, industry adjacent, but, you know, not really knowing what I wanted to do. But, like, in college, I was really exploring writing again and, like, tapping into that, like, hobby slash passion slash career. Right. And so I started going on informationals and talking with a lot of like execs at Turner. And um, I spoke with one woman in particular who, um, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I think I want to be a writer. And she's like, okay, well, what are you doing in Atlanta? And at the time, I was told that like Atlanta was going to be like the East Coast Hollywood and like it was on the come up and like that was a good place to be. But what I didn't know was the difference between like being above the line and below the line. Right. So a lot of the above the line talent the writers, directors, producers, me, would, <laughs> would be flown in from L.A. to Atlanta. The people who were being hired locally would be your, um, like, your gaffers, your um, cam ops, your, um, your grip, your, you know, transpo, PA. Yeah, yeah, but no, nothing that I was really super passionate about, right? Uh, and so at the time, my then boyfriend, now husband, and our um, two dogs, uh, made the journey cross country uh, and literally only for a job interview. Like I didn't even have the job, right? Uh, but I was like, oh, I got to interview this Hollywood. I'm going to make it. So we packed up and we moved out here. And literally I changed in the parking lot of a McDonald's because I was running late. We were behind and I got to my interview and um, the guy was just like, yeah, so like, why should I hire you? It was for like a PA job too. Like I'm crazy. I moved over here for a PA job. <laughs> And um, he was like, why should I hire you? And he was like, tell me something special about yourself. And I was like, well, I can do cartwheels. Like, I was just trying to be, like, interesting. And um, he was like, yeah, but, like, why should I hire you? And I was like, oh, but, like, 
if you don't hire me, I'm going to be homeless. Like, this is my reality. Like, oh. I really, like, just moved out here. And he believed me, which it was true. It was true. <laughs> but, like, the I have no filter sometimes. And I was in, like, survival mode. Like, wow, I really just, like, drove 2,000-something miles with two dogs and a boyfriend for an interview. Like, but, you know. Oh. Um, so, anyways, I got the job, but we didn't have a place to stay. And at this point, um, my mom came in so clutch because, like, we thought we had enough money to move out here, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Because when you move out here, you need to have your first month's rent, sometimes first two, three months' rent, yeah. and your deposit, which is another month's rent. Like, yeah. it, you need a lot to even get started, and, yeah. like, we didn't know. And then moving here with, like, pups, like, we had to find places mm-hmm. that would also take our dogs, right? Because that's the family, Right. So I, I did it wrong, but you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> we found a place, thank God, for my mom. And like, I'm still like paying her back. And I, I really, truly believe that the only reason I'm still here is because I had that mm-hmm. support and someone like vying for me back home and someone who like had a real job who could help support me because it was not, it was not. Um, and so like, I'm still out here. And like, I want to say when I first moved out here, I didn't love it. Like I was just oh, kind of yeah. like, okay, yeah. LA. And mind you, I had never come to visit. I lived, I'm, I'm a mad Same. woman. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah. I'm going, and it's going to be great. And, like, what's the one way? Like, right. <laughs> and I moved here, um, you know, fall of 2015. And, you know, people tell you it doesn't rain in Southern California. Like, I, I didn't pack anything for rain. I didn't pack any warm clothes because I thought it was just sunny all day, every day. (laughs) And so I was freezing in my, in my, you know, my studio apartment in Koreatown and we were like leaving the oven open to stay warm and try not to die. So, you know, we have, but we've come a a long way, but I say, you know, you kind of have to be in a place where you're willing to risk it all. Cause literally like that's, the mentality that I had and I was like okay well I can't go down because literally we will be homeless so what can I do how can I maneuver who can I meet what can we do strategically to survive and like mommy please do you feel me like <laughs> my mom she she covered my car payment she covered my rent yes, sometimes mama. like whatever so it I definitely think yeah you can do it on your own but like it's good to have support. friends and family and support yeah. yeah. Even what you're saying before is true. When I moved to LA, I did not like it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. if I didn't have that rent, if I didn't have that lease <laughs> with my name on it, I would have been back to Atlanta. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like, Atlanta's amazing. And it's just like something I already know oh, is the South. I love Atlanta. <laughs> saying, so, like, honestly, when I first moved to LA, I was just like, the people were so different. Everything was just too different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went from me. Every month, I was just having anxiety, like how I'm gonna pay these bills. Right. Because see, I came on, came on in LA. Excuse me, thinking like, okay, I'm just gonna sell because I sell African clothes on the side too. You know, I think I had the little hustle. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that on another podcast. I mean, another sesh. But if anything, I was selling African clothes, and I was just like, okay, what I'm gonna do is sell my clothes, and then have time to just be a producer and mm-hmm. write and make content. <laughs> and that junk only lasted but hardly a month. Yeah, and yeah. reality hit. And my dad's like, honey, even though he has an African accent, I don't know where the sun <laughs> came from. <laughs> he was like, es ya bebo, um, please get a real job. <laughs> and then, you know, produce stuff on the side mm-hmm. and then work that way because it's like, 
it's a survival mode now. Like right. you gotta survive. Right. You selling just African clothes ain't cutting it, mm-hmm. and you can't keep call. You can't keep calling us for mm-hmm. money because in the day too, you're grown. Right. You know, we supported you to get there. Mm-hmm. But we can't keep giving you money. And it's also just like, you know, you got to grow up and be like, okay, I moved out here. Mm-hmm. This is my decision. How am I going to take care of myself? Right. Yeah. But it took time for me to like L.A. Mm-hmm. L.A. is not. Yeah. It, same for me. I, I felt like I have had a love-hate relationship with the city mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just yesterday, brushing my teeth, I'm like, child, how, how long? <laughs> like, do you think you want to move back to New York? And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, I do think like lifestyle-wise, there's just certain things that you want. Um, and thankfully, the industry is also there. So I, I'm kind of in the middle of figuring out what, what it looks like to truly be bicoastal. Um, but yeah, like, learning the lesson of you made this decision mm. like suck it up make your life happen for right. you for a long time i was you know okay i'm an actor mm-hmm. i'm a director auditioning i'm out here and i was working for a while mm-hmm. but then like you don't book the commercials that you thought you were going to yeah. and mm-hmm. that like bread and butter isn't there and those residuals get smaller and you're just mm-hmm. like okay so what am I actually doing? And I realized that I started to have so much downtime that I was thinking way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am an overthinker mm-hmm. just by nature and an analyzer. So if I have too much time to just sit with my thoughts, that is like detrimental to my physical health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started to realize that I just wasn't feeling good or feeling useful. So I was like, all right, we're going to, we're not going to do this. So, you mm-hmm. know, I had a little part-time jobs throughout the night. I felt like, oh, Kind of flex full time job now that allows me to like you know take Fridays or do remote or if I have something that I want to do I can mm-hmm. kind of be flexible with my time but I think it's important to while you're building your dream be realistic about what you yes. need to not just financially survive but mentally spiritually emotionally right. feel fulfilled right. talking about the process it's not about like being cute out here and just like posting about your auditions right. like. But are mm-hmm. you feeling good every day when you wake up that you are fulfilling purpose in how you operate in the world? Mm-hmm. So if that means that you have to do something that's unsexy and do a job that you can't really, you know, post about all the time that you don't feel right. is completely aligned to where right. your greater purpose is, mm-hmm. like, can you be content with this being a part of your journey? Right. You know, can this be a stepping stone for you? Can you be present for the lessons that you need to learn? And that's where I've been. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. This, that, this is all a part of a greater plan, and I know it, and I'm right. thankful for it, mm-hmm. um, but it took a second to get there. Yeah, <laughs> I think just many of us are really naive when we come to L.A. to think that we just want to live this dream, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get here in L.A. reminds you real quick, <laughs> you're not the only one that's dreaming. But you I mean, know? you got to remember some dreams are nightmares, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You also have to take initiative to build your community when you get here. Yeah. LA can be very lonely. I feel like just depending on who you are, but I feel like when you first move out here, you move by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like people don't tell you LA can be very lonely and that's how you start getting to things you don't need to get into. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just know that when you come out here, you're going to have to really take initiative to build your community and that can take time. Mm-hmm. So just know that coming here. And also redefining community for yourself is an important thing. Right. Because you know, community in every place doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. So how do you adjust those expectations to the place that you're at? 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay, yeah. well, look at us. You know, we made it. We're Let's all here. here. We've <laughs> multiple years in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure that you follow us on socials. Goals and shit. Goals. Can I talk? <laughs> <laughs> goals and shit series. Yes. Everywhere. And then also goalsandshit.com. Mm -hmm. um, thanks, guys. And we'll catch you next time. All right. We'll catch you in LA. Yes. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs>